Good morning, family. I am very excited to share the word of God that God has given me with you. Can we open your Bibles? We're going to look at two verses before I get started. We're going to look at Psalm 100, verse 4, and then we're going to jump into Psalm chapter 8, verse 4. So, we're going to talk about how do we finish strong. We want to finish 2020 well and strong, right? So Psalm 100 verse 4, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. And Psalm chapter 8 verse 4, it says, what is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for them. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would enlighten our hearts and our minds to hear the living voice of our God. Lord, 2020 has been a very difficult year for all of us, for our country, for our nation. But Lord, we want to finish strong. We want to end 2020 well. So Lord, we ask that you would show us how to finish strong that you would give us your perspective of our situations and of our lives, Lord. Speak, Lord, for your sons and daughters are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, it's easy to believe when everything is going well, right? But true faith arises when everything is going wrong. When you want to see a man with great faith, don't, lack it, don't look at him when everything is going well for him. But look at him when everything is going wrong. Is he still trusting in God? Is he still clinging to the joy of the Lord? You know, 2020, I believe, has been the year of opportunity. Everybody say opportunity opportunity to show God our faith and our trust, that our faith and our trust is in God alone. You know, we all got hit with non-stop calamities and dark news. One thing after another, pandemic shut us down and shut us in. Losing our loved ones and seeing our loved ones sick and going through financial difficulties. Seeing social injustice with our own eyes and seeing our people or lots of people fighting with one another because of different views on racism. It's been a hard year. Seeing our nation divide over politics 2020 has been the hardest year for our country in my lifetime. However, because it was so difficult, it has also been a year of great opportunities to trust God and God alone, to show God our loyal trust, to build our faith and exercise our faith. Everybody say perspectives. Thank you, Alethea. Perspectives changes 
everything. Your level of joy, your level of thankfulness, and even your level of faith has less to do with your situation and much more to do with your perspective. The Bible talks about two kings in the Old Testament. One king finished very poorly. Actually, he finished bad. But the other king finished strong and well. You may ask, what made the difference? Situations? No. Perspectives. First King Saul was a king. He was on top. He was rich. He had everything. But he was insecure and angry because he was afraid. He was afraid of losing everything. Saul, he was chosen by God. He didn't make himself a king. He was chosen by God to be the first king of Israel. He was so afraid that he hid when it was time for him to be revealed as God's chosen king. Yet, everybody say yet. God's spirit came upon Saul and empowered, to lead, empowered him to lead Israel into battle, and he was victorious. Saul was chosen by God. Saul was handsome, the Bible says. Saul was excellent and gifted. Saul was powerful, but despite all of these things, he did not finish well. He did not finish strong. Why, you may ask? Because he had the wrong perspective. Let's look at Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 21. Saul answered, But am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe of, tribe of Israel? And is not my clan the least of all the clans of the tribe of Benjamin? Why do you say such a thing to me? You see, this was Saul's response when God called Saul to be a king through Samuel. And Saul carried this insecurity throughout his life, even after God made him strong and successful. Saul had two opportunities in the early years of kingship to show God his loyal obedience. You see, when you and I go through difficult situations, it's not just calamities that's just happening upon us. It's opportunity that God is giving us to show him our loyal trust that we are not moved or shaken by situations because our trust is in God alone. As sons and daughters of God, 2020, <laughs> we put Jesus above pandemic. We put Jesus above everything that happened in 2020. You see, two opportunities were given to King Saul. The first was in 1 Samuel chapter 13. God told Saul through Samuel the prophet to wait until Samuel showed up to offer sacrifices before the battle that God was calling him to go into. But you know what? Saul, he just could not wait. 
He allowed the situations to control his emotions that controlled his actions. Can we look at that? 1 Samuel chapter 13, verses 11 through 13. What have you done? asked Samuel. Saul replied, When I saw that the men were scattering and that you did not come at the set time, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash, I thought, now the Philistines will come, come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not sought the Lord's favor. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offering. You have done a foolish thing, Samuel said. He saw his own people scattering. He saw his enemies assembling against him. So he felt compelled to disobey God, to take his trust away from God. You see, you end up doing foolish things when you allow your situations to control how you feel inside. Your fear cannot be the excuse for your disobedience, no matter what situations come upon you. Did you hear that? Your fear, your situations cannot be the excuse for your disobedience. Second opportunity that was given to Saul was found in 1 Samuel chapter 15. God gave him a command to destroy everything from the battle. But he kept the best things and only destroyed the things that were not the best. And when he was confronted by the prophet Samuel, he insisted, but I did obey God. And the things that I saved, I saved for God and for the man. And when Samuel continued to confront him, finally he gave in and he gave his fear as his excuse. I want you to look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 24. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I have violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the men, and so I gave in to them. You see, Saul allowed fear to enter and reign over his heart. He allowed outer circumstances to govern his inward state. He used situations as excuse for disobeying God, for not trusting in God. You see, he turned opportunities into disbelief and disobedience to God. This cost him his kingship. So many of us, we lose these opportune moments in our lives because of circumstances. You see, Saul, knowing that he disqualified himself as the king, he lived the rest of his life trying to hold on to his kingdom in his own strength. You see, when you don't have God's perspective in life, you will always have an upward battle all your life, being tossed by situations that will govern and control your life. 
I want you to look at 1 Samuel 18, verse 8. It says, Saul was angry. How many of us are being governed by anger because we got afraid, because we allowed the situations to control our faith, our emotions? See, Saul was very angry here. This refrain displeased him greatly. They have credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands? What more can he get but the kingdom? You see, with the wrong perspective, everything he saw and heard became evidence that his end was near. And he really tried hard to hold on to it. He saw and heard one thing and concluded with the wrong mindset. Without God's perspective over your life, every frown you see in a friend, every hard situation you have to walk through will make you conclude with a wrong conclusion. How often do we conclude on our own because of situations instead of surrendering to God and trusting in God? You see, David, on the other hand, he finished strong and he finished well. David was also a king, but his perspective was this. What is man? that you are mindful of him. You see, David, he was thankful. He never lost the godly perspective of God's provision and God's goodness. He trusted in God no matter what. You may ask, well, did he have an easier life than Saul? No. Everybody say no. No. Saul tried to kill him. Over and over again. He lived many years in the wilderness, living in caves. Have you ever been camping? Try. Have you been on mission field where you, didn't, you don't get to shower for even a few days? Imagine. He went months sometimes without having a good shower. Huh? No. Once he became a king, guess what? David, his own son, tried to kill him, and he took over his kingdom. David had to run away for his life because of his son, barefoot, leaving everything behind. David even fell into sin and was confronted by God through a prophet. He lost many things in life. He lost his son. He lost his wife. He even lost his kingdom. No, he did not have an easy life. But he finished strong, building castles for himself, providing materials to build God a temple. What was different about him, you may ask? Everybody say perspectives. Come on, people, help me out. Say perspectives. Perspectives. He never lost God's perspective in life. He never lost his thankfulness. He put his hope in God. David always looked to God. He put God before his eyes 
no matter what situations, in the valleys and on the mountaintop seasons. He was intentional. Everybody say intentional. intentional. About seeing everything through God's perspective. I want you to look at some, some of these verses about uh, King David. Psalm 3, verse 3, it says, But you, Lord, are a shield around me. My glory, the one who lifts my head high. It's not the money. It's not success or friends. It's the Lord who's a shield around him. Psalm 5.3, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and wait expectantly. He looks to God. He, 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 he cries out to God. Psalm 6, to have mercy on me, Lord, for I am faint. When he is weak, he's looking to God, Lord. For my bones are in agony. Psalm 91. I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. In mountaintop seasons, he's worshiping the Lord. Psalm 13, 6, it says, I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Psalm 16, 2. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good Thing. You see, he knows. It doesn't matter how many castles he owns, how, many, how much gold he has. He knows apart from God, he has no good thing. Hmm? Psalm 16, 8. I keep my eyes always on the Lord, always. Not just when I'm healthy, not just when I am successful, not just when I feel joyful. He Put, he kept his eyes always on the Lord. When he's sad, when he's happy, when he's failing, when he is successful. Hmm? Psalm 21, 7. For the king trusts in the Lord. Through the unfailing love of the Most High, he will not be shaken. You see, David knew not to put his trust in in. Which candidate becomes a president? You see, he didn't put his trust in anything else but the Lord. Psalm 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Even when he is in the wilderness with nothing, he looks to God and says, because you are my shepherd, I lack nothing. Your joy does not depend on your situations going well. No, your joy depends on your perspective. That God is God. That God is good. That God still reigns. That your life is in God's hand. 2020 has been the year of manifestation of God's promises for me personally. I've experienced the favor of God I have never experienced before. The favor of God in so many areas of my life. We own a home that's beautiful. God provided for us financially. 
You know what I rejoiced over 2020 is this. I have plenty of socks and undergarments. <laughs> I have plenty. I, I, that, I gave thanks to God for about a few weeks about that provision. Because when I look back, you know, up until even two years ago, I never had plenty socks, but now I do. In the middle of pandemic in 2020, I have more socks than I've ever had in my life. God had blessed me to bless others. God had blessed me to go on a vacation to Kauai. You know, it was my dream to go to Kauai. And when do I get to go? 2020 during pandemic. You know, I see Aletheia doing well in her school through in the midst of pandemic. I hear her laughter. I see her joy increase. My intimacy with my husband has increased. I learned to rest while working during pandemic. Even when I look at our staff, I love our lineage staff. They bring me so much joy. And you know what? I rejoice over that he gave me his perspective over the things that I've lost and even over the things that I have gained. You may ask, well, was 2020 an easy year for you? Full of blessings, Pastor Sonny? Good for you. No. The pandemic shut us all down. You know, social justice tension, they were painful. Political unrest, that was stressful. You know, I got accused, we got accused of many new things this year. huh? This is the first year in over 25 years of not traveling for missions. And you know me about missions. I even went on a mission trip last year during my sabbatical. That's how much I love missions. Hmm? People leaving because of pandemic or social justice issues and political issues, there's been lots of loss. And another shutdown this week? Come on! You know what? Outwardly, probably the craziest year ever. But how? How can I not trust in my God when he promised me you will be more blessed coming out of this? You see, God promised me back in 2018, Sonny, I will pour out my favor upon you, favor you have yet not known. You see, for me personally, 2018 was probably the hardest year of my life. Emotionally, harder than 2020. Every time I was falsely accused, God said, my daughter, forgive quickly and bless generously. Every time someone hurt me, I would hear God's voice, my daughter, forgive quickly and bless generously. Then I will pour out my favor upon you, favor you have not yet known. And for me personally, 2019 and 2020 have been the continuation of the manifestation of his promises. We own our own home. We have a church building for the first time. And we have a new brand, lineage, a new name 
that will carry us deeper into our destiny. You see, for me, every trial became an opportunity to trust in God and to cling to God's promises. You see, you and I can finish this year strong by viewing our situations from God's perspective. We can choose, choose to believe and trust in God alone. You may ask, how do we receive God's perspective, especially in the middle of 2020, especially in the middle of this pandemic? How do I receive that? Because I don't have that, you may ask. And my answer to you from the Bible is thanksgiving. Everybody say thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Psalm 104, it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Can we end 2020 and enter 2021 with thanksgiving? We could do it. Hmm? You may react to this by saying, how can I, pastor? How I don't feel thankful. I don't feel any joy. I feel alone. I feel hopeless. How do I do that? And to you, I will say, you know what? When things go wrong over time, it is normal. Everybody say normal. It is normal to feel sad and hopeless and alone. It's normal that you're feeling that. That's why God gave me this word for you. You see, our brain notices and holds onto negative things naturally. Neurologists say that the brain is like Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive experiences, okay? If you're not intentional about processing negative experiences correctly, they will stick in your brain like flies in a spider wave. This fixation upon negative things will release chemicals in your brain that will poison not only your thoughts and emotions, but even your physical body. And you know what? 2020, so many negative things have happened. And it is normal for our brain to hold on to those things if we are not intentional. And if you're not intentional about being thankful for positive experiences, they will slide right out of your brain like kids on a slip and slide. And you'll find yourself being irritated, frustrated, angry, and even bitter just a few minutes after even the most wonderful experiences. You know, wives, we go through that a lot, right? Sometimes we don't hold on to the positive things that our, that our husbands do for us, right? It just slips right off, right, Benjamin? But it takes intentionality for me as a wife to see and hold on to those positive moments. You see, the repetition, everybody say repetition. repetition. The repetition of intentional thanksgiving turns on the joy center of 
your brain. And when the joy center of your, of your brain is activated, it then causes positive things to stick in your brain. This releases good chemicals into your brain that not only improve the health of your thinking and feeling, but of your physical body as well. Then you will begin to see your life, your situations through God's perspective. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 says that the joy of the Lord is your strength. You see, the joy of the Lord will be restored to you and I, and it will empower us to see through God's perspective when we are intentional about noticing positive things and giving thanks to God for those good things. Now you may ask, how can we be intentional? What are some practical things that can I do to be intentional about thanksgiving so that joy sticks to our brain. You may ask, everybody say, interactive gratitude. gratitude. One more time, interactive gratitude. gratitude. This is the practice of intentionally looking for good and then thanking God for it. Intentional thankfulness forces us to view the world from God's perspective. So I'm going to give you homework. Family, let's do this for the rest of the year. Okay, Every day you're going to do interactive gratitude. How do you do it? Get a journal book. Okay, And I want you to write down every day something specific that you are thankful for and offer that thanksgiving to God in a form of prayer. I did an interactive gratitude uh, recently, and let me read this for you so that you would get an example, all right? All right, example of my interactive gratitude. I said, God, thank you for blessing me with a home of our own. I can't believe you blessed me to have a beautiful home in which I can feel safe and warm. God, I feel so provided for and protected when I am home. I remember just two years ago when we had to move in with our parents because of IRX taxes that we had to pay. I remember feeling so sad and ashamed that I was almost 50 years old and didn't have a home of my own. And I remember when I was young, walking around the neighborhood and wishing one day to have a home of my own with a loving family. You remembered my desires and even my pain and work miracles and bless me with a home. I know we wouldn't have been able to afford a home like this without your provision. Thank you, Father. You are so good. You are my good Father. And then once you write Thanksgiving in prayer like that, I want you to then respond to yourself on God's behalf. What do you think God would say to you if he were standing there next to you, receiving your thanksgiving? How would he respond? You might even start by saying something like this, Lord, I believe you will respond to my thanksgiving by saying, and let me give you an example of what I felt like God said to me when I thanked him for the home. My child, it is my pleasure to bless you with the home you dreamed of all your life. 
I still remember you feeling unsafe and scared growing up at home. It was at home that you were neglected and abused. I wanted to transform your thoughts and feelings about home. I waited 49 years to make this happen for you. I couldn't wait. It delights me to see you laying in your bed feeling safe and warm. I love seeing the smile on your face when you hear Alethea singing or laughing. My child, thank you for holding on to my promises all these years. I am so proud of you. I promise you, family, if you do this for the rest of the year, you will enter into 2021 strong with joy and thanksgiving. Let's wear a new pair of glasses for the rest of the year, the lenses of thanksgiving. Remember those lenses of favor we wore last year in 2019? Let's put on the lenses of thanksgiving for the rest of this month of 2020. Don't I look good in these? My husband just got these for me. <laughs> you see, when everything looks gloomy around the world, we can still wear the lenses of thanksgiving because God still reigns and we belong to the kingdom of God. You see, in the kingdom of God, less is more. Everybody say less is more. more. Remember, Jesus fed 4,000 with seven loaves of bread and a few small fish. And they had seven basketfuls of leftovers. But Jesus fed 5,000, 1,000 people more with only five loaves and two fish. And they had 12 basketful leftover. He fed more with less. And they had more leftovers. You see, God can do more in your life with less in your hands. That's the kingdom economy. We can see our situations through this perspective, the kingdom perspective. When I am weak, I am strong. When I am poor, I am rich. When I feel alone, God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see, if God called us, his sons and daughters, to even love our enemies, we, through his strength, through his perspective, can love those that have different political views. If we are called to love our enemies, we can love our husbands, our wives, our children, our friends that are, that are causing us pain right now. We can finish strong. It's not too late. Choose faith today with me. Will you choose joy? Will you choose love? Will you choose forgiveness? Will you choose thanksgiving? Let us pray. Father, I thank you that you have blessed us more than anything with your presence in our lives. God, maybe through the hardest year of our country in 2020, you've never left us, Lord, and you've been with us and you provided for us. And not 
just so that we survive, but you empowered us to thrive, God. You gave us new spiritual name. You broke us through to another realm of your kingdom, of your glory. So God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you have kept us, that you have provided for us, that you have protected us, Lord. And Father, we pray that you would empower our people to finish 2020 strong. God, will you visit every son, every daughter right now? Will you visit every home right now and empower? Will you download your joy, the joy of the Lord? Will you anoint everyone, God, to wear the lenses of thanksgiving, to finish strong this year, God, by putting our trust and our faith in God alone. Oh, God, give us new perspective, God. God, that we would see the pandemic, that we would see our country, that we would see our family situations, that we would see every situation with your perspective, Lord. Holy Spirit, give us your eyes. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, yes, we pray.